Hello and welcome to the third edition of the Eyeballs podcast with Matt Darkin, Lynn Hester and Jerry Gilbert. We're going to start today by talking about an item from the Independent newspaper, Scents and the City. Are you tired of sightseeing? Why not try a smell tour instead? Jonathan Brown follows his nose around the streets of Manchester. So, what do you think about this, Lynn? Two things come to my head. There's one about, oh, is there a possibility here I could make a business out of this in, in the city here? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, taking people around on uh, sniffing tours. Yeah. And the second thing was, I suppose it did make me think about, in my own house, sometimes I don't think, oh, it doesn't smell very good. And somebody said to me, oh, get one of those whatever brand air fresheners and I'm really against having artificial smells in my house because then you know there are times when things need cleaning or there's something wrong and actually that it's drawn to my attention by often by smell or can be if you see what yeah, I mean yeah. mm. I'm sure it would be something very successful taking lots of tourists around in Cambridge on tours of Different places. I've been trying to think of you know the sort of this what the smells of this city where we're all sitting at the moment, Cambridge. Um, I think you can smell the river here. Yeah. And one of the smells that's probably well would be in all cities, which would appear on on a smell tour if we, if we were to have one here, is of course the, the smell of the fat from um, yeah, McDonald's Burger King. I personally yeah. it's got dis- such a distinctive smell and most of London smells like that as well yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah there is a contrast of all different kinds of smells I think in, in our own city um, yeah. so yeah. it's a good idea isn't it I mean the, the, you know to have the smell tour in Manchester I think is an excellent idea as uh, as blind people I think uh, it's often expected that we ought to enjoy this type of thing and be experts at identifying various items by smell. And uh, But, you know, it's a bit like that thing with the, the sensory garden, isn't it? Mm. It's sometimes expected that you really enjoy this idea of going around, around a garden that's been specially planted that gives off yes. aroma. Scientists are working on the idea of creating a smellscape, I think they called it in the article, didn't they, right. of, of a particular area in terms so you can enhance someone's experience of being in an area. You know, that particular smell. I mean, smell comes into when you walk into a big supermarket, yeah. you always get the smell of bread, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's intentional, apparently. Yeah. They yeah, pipe it round so yeah. the bakery. Smells, yeah. you know, as you walk in. Mm. Um, There's always that advice about when you're selling a house, isn't it? You know that uh, you should yeah. put coffee on. Yeah. 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 So so I heard spray polish on the radiators. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So it heats up. It heats yeah, up, yeah, and yeah, then everything yeah. smells nice like that. Yeah. Years and years ago, I was on a fun fair. It was a Universal Studios in California. Mm. I was on one of the rides there, and it's where you go to this different planet. And they just sort of had, as you got there, it had sulphur 
smell of sulfur. Right. And it really worked. It was really strange. Yeah, really, yeah. So I mean, it's the smell, you know, obviously, you know, smells come into life all the time. And I would say that if anybody was to lead a smell tour, possibly it could be somebody who has lost the sense and uses smell more. You see what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Because they could pick up on it possibly more. I'm not uh, a big person on labelling stuff. So, for example, if I've got sauces in the cupboard, I tend to just whip the top off yes. and sniff it, yeah, just yeah. see what it is, so, you know, yeah. rather than uh, have a label on everything. Yeah, I tend to do that as well. Mm-hmm. You can't get more of a blind person's story than this. Albeit slightly gross, it, it happens just to be a, you know one of these things in life. When my first guide dog Millie became very elderly, she became incontinent, and I live on my own just with the dogs. And it did get to the point where, when I got up in the morning, she would have had a accident at least once during the night. And if you can't see and there's no one else to go and pick it up, what do you do? Um, and that was in about 90% smell for me. True enough, I did get through three or four pairs of slippers during her elderly time. But to successfully pick it up, remove it, wash the carpet where it was, was all down to smell. It is sense which we as visually impaired people use slightly differently. Well, yeah, I mean, if there's a situation, if you can't see, there's a situation where you think, aha, I could get out of this one by smell, then, yeah, you're going to full-on use your smelling capability. Yeah. It is true, though. I was just thinking about walking through town. You just don't get a lot of smells, do you, really? Compared it, to how it was, yeah, I'm thinking I mean, of the places yeah. that stand out, like mm. maybe coffee shops and in the centre yes. of the market because they were fished all summer. And that really smells. Yes. <laughs> well, I can always tell where I am in the Grafton Centre by smells. Can you? Yeah, because yeah, Debenhams smells of perfume yeah. really strongly, yeah. and then there's Millie's Cookies mm. that yeah, smells. Nice. So I can always sort of tell once you've passed though, you know. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it does come into thinking about it. Mm. Yeah. That's totally smell. I can't hear in any way. There's no auditory change. It's just smell. I think, well, that's obviously Millie's cookies. Then you yeah. go along, you know, and you think, well, that's Debenhams, because it's just got that distinctive perfume smell. Mm. Mm. We used to get uh, shops where they had uh, leather goods, shoes in particular, where they would have mm. them outside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you and, do that uh, yourself? Have, you know, thinking about it. Have you located where you are by smell? Certainly, I have done in, uh, you know, roughly anyway. You know, I wouldn't say it's deadly accurate, but you know, pretty pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if you smell something, you know, by for example, by smelling walking past Millie's cookies, if I wanted to stop and go in there. I wouldn't just instantly be able to find the front door. No, no, I mean, you'd be good to tune in with your other But it's, it's totally obvious them, that that's yeah. where I am. Yeah. Because, yeah because you can get in the vicinity of this kind mm. of thing, yeah. And also in Burley Street, there's that guy who, who sells burgers and hot dogs. There's such a strong smell of fat. Mm. 
there, so you know where you are there as well. Yeah. Smell. So yeah, now I've thought about it. smell comes in the air a lot. The other point being made in that article was that um, we're getting a kind of standardisation of smell in a way from city to city, so uh, you're always getting your Starbucks coffee smell, well, your McDonald's smell. Yeah, and, I mean, in the list that they listed, yeah. it's just that's the same as any city, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 But I suppose in in the past there would have been different types of shops. So mm. probably more yeah. smells in the past. More yeah, different, yeah, different types of ones. The variety has been sort of narrowed down a bit, I suppose. You can smell a market, can't you, from a mile away. You get, you know, that kind of outdoor market smell of sort of cross between fruit, vegetables, and fish. Yeah, <laughs> that's got quite a distinctive. Yeah, yeah. A... When I've known people that are very good at wines, though, do you know what I'm not somebody who can smell something and say, oh yes, this is the wine that I had in 19-something. Right, yeah. And my sister-in-law is like that. You know, she says, oh, I remember this wine. I had it in 1975 in such-and-such such place. <laughs> and I find that incredible. Yeah. Uh, I haven't got yeah. a, a brain for smells like that with that sort of accuracy. Mm. Um, but then I suppose there's other things like, you know, the smell of that soap you used to get at school. Mm. A primary school, you know, those yeah. sorts of... Yeah. And plimps are all sorts of the yeah. other thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm, 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 I haven't got such accuracy as to be able to say, oh, yes, I remember this one and I had it such such a place. But it does evoke memory. Well, they say, don't they, that, mm. that smell evokes memories in the most powerful way out of all the senses, mm. apparently. Mm. And I was sitting there, a friend of mine had a pot of play dough, was it play dough? Yes, yeah. That he was going to give to his grandson. And he was sort of making something out of the play dough. And uh, I mean that, I was just straight back to being sort of infant school. Mm. Yeah. Really strange sort of sensations. I didn't necessarily see anything, any particular sort of visions of back in those times. But suddenly you get this yeah. atmosphere of, of around you of like, oh, I'm sort of back in infant school just because of the smell of, I couldn't see the play dough. But I can certainly smell it. Mm. Yeah. I've never yeah. particularly thought about it, but I, I personally, yeah, seem to be thinking about it now. You smell a lot out and about. Yeah. As guidance. Yeah. I would say as well, so if we get a hot day, in the summer, if we get a hot day, you can smell it. Because everything smells sweet. Mm. You can smell the flowers and the grass. You know, you really, I mean, I personally can really notice it. But equally, you can smell when it's been raining, can't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That sort of, that sort uh, of wet, dusty smell. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's amazing when you do get one of those sort of glorious days and blue sky and it's hot. You know, as I said, you know, you can go out and about and you just mm. can just smell the sweet the smell of sort of nature around you. But talking of uh, you know evocative scents, the sea, when you go to a a British seaside town you just sort of arrive there and you start to smell the sea it's, yeah uh, fish and chips <laughs> yeah fish, fish and, and chips, chips and, definitely fish and chips yeah, yeah. 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 Jerry if you, if, you, if you had the opportunity to go on a smell tour where would you go? I'm actually not sure I would like to go on a smell tour well I suppose in a way that if you're a visually impaired person you're always on a smell tour 
Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point, of course, yeah. I don't think I could spend the time sniffing things on purpose. Have you ever been to a sensory garden? keep hearing about them, I've never <laughs> been to one. I tend to avoid that particular experience if I can. I do get hay fever myself. Oh. So... <laughs> so <laughs> It's not yeah. not the best thing. <laughs> Have you been on it to a sensory garden? Um, no, I haven't. No. Yeah, but I do keep hearing about them. Would you like to go? No. <laughs> Somebody kept telling me about uh, Anglesey Abbey, which is this big um, national trust property outside of Cambridge, that there is one particular garden at the moment that is just completely hyacinths. So, but I imagine that that would be fairly strong. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go, whole room, garden full of them. If you have any opinions on what you've heard on eyeballs, we'd like to encourage you to email us podcast at campsite.org.uk, or you can use the feedback phone line zero eight four five. 2874999 and leave us a message there but we're really interested to know what you're thinking about the podcast maybe you've got an opinion on today's items um, perhaps you have been on a smell tour or visited a sensory garden whatever you've got to say we'd really like to hear it so please get in touch we're going to talk about money now, and this discussion was really triggered by the reading of an article in The Independent, again, which was entitled The Penny, Change We Can't Believe In. Is it time for Britain to abolish its smallest coin? Which is discussing getting rid of the smallest coin in the UK, which is the penny. But really what we're talking about here is identifying money as visually impaired people. So how do you tell what your coins are, what your notes are, etc.? Do you have problems identifying notes or coins? Oh, well, winter, yes. I find it quite hard to, to sort out my money in the winter when I'm out. Is this uh, uh, because you... Got cold hands. Or... Yeah, because when my hands are cold, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Numb hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about that, really. But um, otherwise, I suppose I don't have any problems with two pound coins, one pound coins, or fifty pence a piece. Sometimes one p and twenty p's. Yeah, I have that issue. The one Slightly. p twenty p. So if they got so rid be of quite one p, it would be. Actually, easier. Yes. Well, strangely, the the one that I can locate the quickest is twenty p. Right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And the it? one yeah. that I get mixed up is ten p and the two pound coin. And I know the two pound coin is a chunky thing, really, compared to the others. Mm. But then you put a, a new ten pence by it if you're doing something quickly. And to me, I think, oh, which one's which? Yeah. Or is it? Or am I talking about the two p? Well, the thing uh, I think is, you know, it depends a bit how you do it. And I often will have a p 
pocket with change in it. So I just stick my hand in the pocket and that is when I get the one pence and the twenty pence uh, mixed up sometimes. Mm. And I found I found pound coins really easy. I think they're yeah, like, I mean, they I seem to be obvious, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Just recently I I happened to have um two fifty pound notes in my wallet that I've got to pay to somebody. Yes, and listen, he's got far too much money. Yeah. And um, a £50 note, is that's obvious to a visually impaired person because it's it's massive. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't actually fit in my wallet, which is a standard sort of money bloke's wallet. It mm. doesn't fit in them. I don't expect you to have them. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But notes... Um, as opposed to coins, do you have problems with yeah, those? Yeah, tens and twenties I get mixed up. Yeah. How do you identify them, or how do you attempt to? I just get my butler to... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, a five... I don't know. If there's just one note in your wallet, yeah. I think if it's a five, I tend to think, yeah, that's definitely a five, because it's you know, fairly small. Yeah. Tens, a ten-pound note, a twenty-pound note, I personally do get mixed up mm. because there's actually not a big gap between the sizes of those um, so a lot of the time if I've got a 10 and a 20 yeah. I will say you know which is which or whatever um, I tend to if they're crisp new notes I find it easier to tell them apart yeah that's true yeah, but, that's true. Know, and obviously if you've got one of each then it's obvious because yes, you yeah, line them up you just to check them against each other. Yeah. Um, but do you, do you have any of these devices which you measure notes with? Uh, I was once given one, so. um, given one of those plastic things. Yeah. I couldn't work out how you use it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so complicated. I'd rather have just lost the money if somebody had. Um, but it was like a sort of a measuring plastic. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, I couldn't put my head in the tail. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those funny things, just because you know, unlike you, Matt, I was able to work out how it was meant to work. <laughs> <laughs> What's your fingers, Mr. Technology? <laughs> but it's so conceited, isn't it? <laughs> it's what you get paid for. <laughs> So how do they work? Because you know the ones I mean. It's like a plastic yeah, it's got thing. Like little ridges on yeah, which, you, which decrease in yeah, yeah. So you, you line your note up with it. Yeah, but wow, which, <laughs> where do you align it to? It's we'll like, we'll like, have to have a demonstration, I think, to, uh, to <laughs> that that be our next from. podcast. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get, get upside down, and you're thinking, I'm rich. I've got yeah. a fifty pound note. So only five. Is. <laughs> Yes. No, I can understand that they help some people. But what about the the uh, little electronic devices? Have you seen these? I you, you, they vibrate. So you put your note in between this sort of little clip, I suppose you'd call it, and it vibrates. I can't think of the uh, the system, but so it will vibrate once for a fiver, twice for ten pounds. Really. And it will go on forever if you've got a fifty pound note. Which probably doesn't Have take you got one. Those, yeah. <laughs> Have you no, seen it? I've got uh, an iPhone, 
and not on my iPhone. Oh no, there, there, isn't there is a money identification app. <laughs> good God! Does it work? Is it good? Uh, I'm going to demonstrate. Notification. Monday the twenty. Messages slide to unlock. Messages unmuted. Calendar. Monday the twenty third of April. Page two of four. Contacts. Team iTunes U. Page phone. Mail. Pay iTunes U. Booking. Podcaster. Four odd catch up. Money reader. Money, Money reader. Where's your fifty pound note, Matt? Uh, in my coat in the other room. Oh, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, won't, we won't do that. I've got a note. I've got a note. Put this note on the table. Mm-hmm. All right, but don't, don't tell me what that note is. Cause I'm, I'm not, not going to tell you. £20. Oh, wow. Check it out. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but is it right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the other method, you put the note between your index finger and your middle finger the five pounds comes just below the top of my index finger the 10 comes level with the top of it and the 20 is slightly higher now it did go a bit wrong when i grew my nails i have to say Um, and i started getting money wrong and i couldn't work it out and then i did eventually but um, (laughs) i mean that's the method that i I've never thought used. That. There you go. But, uh, yeah, I know. But again, it, it's okay if you've got fresh, crisp new notes. Yeah. But sometimes you get these sort of dog-eared things, and mm. it's not for me. It's not so reliable when you get those. Well, what other ways of blind, blind, for blind people are there to identify? Do you know to identify money? Do you know, Jerry? Well, for example, in uh, the United States, and if we have any people who are listening in the United States, Hello. the notes are all the same size, aren't they? Are they? Are they? Oh, yeah, there's no difference in, in size between... Now, that is confusing. Notes or bills, as they call Yeah. And uh, um, visually impaired people use a method of identifying money by folding it into certain patterns I think how that quite works you know obviously you have to have someone to ID them in the first place don't you I remember I mean this is going back I don't know how long but probably pre the euro that somebody showed me notes from and I can't remember what the other European country was that had braille on those notes but I mean it was so faint yeah, you'd, you'd have to be, you know, have super good um, touch to yeah. be able to work out. And also, the, the number of visually impaired people who actually read Braille yeah. is minuscule. Yeah, minuscule <laughs> is a, yeah. But I think there have been tests in other European countries as well for um, tactile marks, not Braille, but different marks that they. Mm. Apply to the, the paper money. Yeah, I mean, if ever if they all all our notes were the same size, it would be very because we're used to to them not being, I suppose. Well, that's how you initially tell, isn't it? Yeah, Just by size yeah. Of it. That's all from eyeballs for this episode. If you want to get in contact with us, our email is podcast at campsite.org.uk. We look forward to hearing from you.
Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.